0: Welcome to the PSDcast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. And hotels haven't historically been champions of the environment. Now, while you might see signs about conserving water, all that pampering and hospitality usually isn't congruent with low-carbon emissions. According to one study, energy consumption represents 3 to 6% of hotel operating costs and is responsible for 60% of its CO2 emissions. All of that led to the Beverly Hilton and the Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills partnering up with Nostromo Energy for energy storage solutions with a one point four megawatt hour energy system supposedly reducing CO two emissions by one hundred and fifty to two hundred metric tons annually or more than five thousand metric tons for the life of the system. On the lines discussed that is Nostromo founder and CPO, Yarun Betty Nun. So welcome to the show, Yaron, and Describe how this partnership came about.
1: Thank you very much, Jason. Um, This partnership started uh, a few years ago when we um, matured with our um, uh, technology in Israel territory, and we understood, uh, and that's how we planned it, that uh, our beachhead market will be um, Los Angeles and and the West Coast. Um, And uh, we uh, started to scout for um, a good Place to to start to show their uh, our um, uh, effect or or, or the, our ability to change or to transform a, a building uh, to retrofit a building and transform it to an grease interactive asset, meaning totally change the way it uh, um, consumes energy. And um, um, luckily enough, we, we met the Allergy assembly. Uh, Benny Aligem, uh, which he was former the the entrepreneur be- behind uh, Pecari Bell, and then uh, a real estate a developer, a very famous one, and took uh, around 2006 uh, the the Beverly Hilton and uh, made uh, a legend out of this um, uh, hotel. Um, and his son David Aligem, which is a very bright the guy, and mainly. Um, um, is occupied with uh, innovation and, and uh, ESG and um, clean energy technology, building technologies, and uh, instantly they, they fell in love with, with what we are doing and we decided together that uh, our first um, venue that we will present um, um, our capabilities, our um, uh, carbon reduction, we call it uh, um, a proactive carbon reduction um uh, and, and, of course, uh, electricity cost reduction uh, capabilities will be shown and exposed uh, in the Hilton Beverly Hills, which actually this the system, and we'll maybe elaborate on, on it later, is uh, supporting both the world of Astoria and the Hilton uh, because they have the same cooling system, and we are connected to cooling systems.
0: Okay. Now, how can energy storage in general help reduce California's insatiable appetite for energy with Air conditioning and commercial and industrial buildings accounting for approximately half of California's energy demand
1: so um,
0: uh, energy storage
1: in general is the only key to keep on um, the penetration of, of, of solar and, and wind and in California uh, solar is the big winner uh, you know for, for renewable energy production solar is is uh, it will triple itself until 2030 today is for today. Solar is about 16 uh, to 17 percent of the total energy produced annually, and uh, by law um, it's going to be 50 percent at uh, 2050. So we are we are looking at uh, dramatic growth in, in solar penetration in the next uh, seven years. Um, taking this in consideration, we need to look at the ramp up, meaning what is happening every evening when the sun is setting down in down in California. So this effect becomes a major, major event. Um, you know, when we were children, uh, we saw a uh, like Caribbean a picture of sunset with reddish uh, um, clouds, and some would uh, call it a romantic uh, sunset, and some would call it dramatic sunset. So in California, it's already been decided that these pictures are dramatic and not romantic, uh, not only romantic. Because, because when the sun is setting down in, in, in California, the, the grid is losing more than 18,000 megawatts. This is 18 gigawatts. How big is that? What I just said, it's like three nuclear power uh, uh, plants. So uh, that's going down with the sunset every day, meaning that the grid is losing huge stability and huge power production that, uh, that's made by the sun. Uh, so, um, so somebody needs to support. Only that California today is supporting the loss of solar energy through sunset uh, in order that the grid totally will not get out of control, you know, and be destabilized totally is with operating 80, 80 um, uh, power plants, uh, which are very, very inefficient and polluting. Um, And this is like a jack, like a fast and very inefficient, uh, but very strong and fast. Jet-based um, uh, uh, power plants, uh, and they're kicking in through the substances in order to support the, the, mainly the the, um, um, the frequency of, of of the electricity, stabilizing the grid. And these power plants are are ought to to retire in the next uh, again until the end of uh, 2030. So there is like a seven years ahead of us, which which solar only going to triple. And, and the 80 power plants supporting the solar loss through sunset must be retired because they are the biggest barrier towards reducing carbon emissions. So storage is in the need and, and storage is the only thing that the California grid needs to take care of in order to, uh, the, main, the main thing needs to be taken care of. And as for today, um. Lithium-ion batteries, which is not only the main, is it's the sole way to store energy today. In the developing of, of course, there are other means, but the, de- the developed, uh, you know, um, technology uh, that is developing dramatically with the with the capacity installed, um, they cannot um, go into buildings in the sizes of commercial industrial. So of course, if I'm a residential and, and I have a 15, 14 kWh. Uh, uh, lithium-ion battery, I can put it in my garage, no problem. But if I'm the hills in Beverly Hills, uh, I need uh, two 1.5 megawatt hour of, of battery, and no one, no one in the commercial um, uh, realm will will consider even to put uh, two megawatt hour of lithium-ion batteries just because of safety and of course uh, safety issues bring uh, liability issues, liability issues bring um insurance issues so so the commercial industrial um um segment which like you said take more than fifty percent of the of the total energy electricity produced uh, is actually out of the game with energy storage and less than one percent of storage is being installed um, um in these uh, um uh, buildings or or uh, on on premise now think about that you can keep on putting solar and lithium uh, lithium iron batteries in the Mojave desert which this is what is done today it's called front of the meter and, and then you're starting to saturate in this ability because the distribution system the the the, the 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 way that the electricity gets into the city uh, through the old um you know distribution and um, and the transformation system uh, and and is, is collapsing actually, is saturated. And now you, you get more solar, and the sunsets are, are dramatic. Like I said, the EV, the electric vehicles are kicking in and the grid is, is, is going into a, 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 a mayhem. It's a chaos. It's, it's like, like who can really keep on moving towards 100% renewable? Uh, well, I would say who can go to 50% renewable with so many constraints? What we offer is a very safe and clean energy storage um, means to retrofit existing buildings. The Beverly Hills is 65 years old. The world of Astoria is six years old. But still, these two buildings are totally um, like the lowest level of, of electricity consumers they were until we kick in. Meaning they are taking electricity whenever they need it. And then they keep on taking it even when the grid doesn't have electricity to give. They keep on demanding it. Today, uh, after the installation of our system in the, in the Beverly Hilton, these buildings are flexible towards uh, the, the uh, volatility of, of the production of, of, of electricity on the grid. And meaning, the meaning of that is when, when solar production is, uh, is at surplus, when there is a surplus of solar production, the system can uh, store this solar in the in the form of ice. We are actually building solar ice, if you m- m- might look at it this way. So there is a lot of ice being built, 150,000 pounds of ice from solar, mainly from solar electricity. And then when sunset starts at 4 p.m. and the peak demand and on-peak uh, tariff rates are, are, you know, kicking in, we're discharging, we're throwing this, this ice and, and distribute it into the building through the existing you know, piping of, of cold water um, uh, of, for, of the existing cooling system and reduce dramatically, sometimes 100%, we take off 100% of the, of the loads of the electricity towards cooling for five straight hours, meaning supporting the whole event of sunset um, by reducing the, the, the electricity demand of the building and this by using clean and sustainable and mainly safe means, which is throwing ice uh, into the, the existing cooling system of the building. Um, this is a huge transformation being done inside the cities, enabling buildings to become part of the transition of the clean energy transition in an active way. Just. If we'll think for a moment about the, the combination of the words decarbonizing buildings, I always ask myself, how can you decarbonize a building? How can you lower a building's footprint for carbon? So, so, of course, the first thing you can do, and that's what has been done for the last 20, 30 years in California very well, is lowering your energy consumption by being more efficient, uh, changing your uh, bulbs you know, into red lights, and, and, uh, and, and, and taking care of your gray water and, and your garbage and, and lowering your other electricity consumption, you know, the buying uh, great equipment, okay, so I, and insulating. Before. Insulating your building being a little thing or whatever. Then you ask yourself, okay, you did that. Your building is as efficient as it gets. More than that it would be crazy to, to try to more, make it more efficient now what you can do so the only thing you were left with is when you use the energy because the data that starts to be very you know much available today shows that the mixture of fuels behind every uh, kwh or uh, kilowatt hour that you consume changes by the second so so in california today and now as we speak this is like 10 a.m or 7 a.m. now in California, and the, the electricity coming into LA is tagged as almost zero carbon per kWh, per kilowatt hour. And in the uh, late afternoon, it might jump to 600 grams or like more than a pound of, of, of CO2 for the same um, electricity, for the same uh, kilowatt hour. So imagine that you can take more than you need at and- sunrise or, or when, when the sun is in the middle of the sky and charge it in, in, in using a clean and, and safe beam uh, systems or technology and discharge it and avoid the, the picker plant's participation meaning the sunset um, um, production of, of, of uh, very high carbon electricity you just made the building a proactive in, or consumer if you might uh, say so uh, in energy consumption, lowering its carbon footprint, lowering its uh, electricity cost, and actually protecting the building for many other legislation coming down the road or, or you know, up the stream or, or whatever you would like to call it in the future, which will be immense. Uh, and we know, we know already what's happening in New York City, in Manhattan, and um, the local law 97 has already, you know, is ramping up. Uh, starting January 24, uh, every excess uh, ton uh, of carbon emissions will cost to building owners um, uh, um, $268. This is the price tag, the crazy high price tag that was given for an excess ton uh, emitted, uh, you know, from buildings. And, and Seattle just came out with new laws for buildings, and I see, we believe, the buildings and commercial buildings, industrial entities, are the big, uh, you know, uh, target, next target for, for reducing carbon and uh, um, I must say, sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's devastating, but uh, uh, one day uh, before yesterday, that was the 3rd of July, um, it was announced it's the hottest day ever recorded, you know, from the 19th century and until today. Um, And we are, are, things are getting harder and and more extreme. We
0: need to act fast. Okay. Well, um, before I let you go, Yaron, um, you know, what makes the Stromo's energy system so special and unique, and and what other uh, types of applications do you think it would be a good fit for? So, we, we use
1: the, the latent heat of water, excuse me for using this term, uh, which is a, 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 an enormous ability of water to store cold energy while changing phase from liquid to solid. We did not invent nor uh, water or, or technology that, that uh, harness this ability. It's the only thing that we did, is developed a, a cell which is called an ice brick, uh, which contained, of course, just water, tap water, and harnessing this ability of change phase of water to store cold energy, but in a very, very efficient way. The efficiency of what we're doing is manifesting itself in, I would say, three, um, um, three ways, three different ways. First one is the modularity of the cell. The cell looks like a Lego block, Lego block, like a Lego block. So. So you can put it in many ways, you can put it below your feet, you can put it along the walls, you can put it in a bulky way if you have a, a, an extra room, It can be in a shallow formation on the rooftop. So, 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 so the building owner has very, very little you know, um, um, barriers to decide, to just to decide to put the system physically, to retrofit this building with, with a, a quite massive um, you know, um, um, infrastructure um, enhancement. The second thing uh, is the stability of, of, of the discharge. So people don't know but, but, or are not aware of, but every battery has um, a change in the capacity that you can draw out of the battery as long, I mean, uh, on the way that the battery is losing its, its, its total capacity. So in, in our flashlights, we know that the light beams uh, in the old flashlights, the light beams because the battery is, is, is uh, weak. And, uh, and, and if you're talking about batteries that, that hold uh, ice, uh, so the ice starts to melt, and, and there is no a barrier of water between your agent and the ice, the agent that tries to, to take or give uh, uh, um, thermal energy to the, to the ice bulk, the bulk of ice. And now the barrier of water starts to reduce your ability to draw um, uh, heat. From the water to the ice and vice versa. So, so, so the, the meaning of that is: ice batteries in general, big bulky ice batteries, has the problem of of um, of dramatically um, discharge rate that falls after the first half of discharge. So, when the battery is totally frozen, the battery is very efficient, and then the, when there is half water, half ice, the battery is very inefficient in drawing um, uh, the power. That bring you to many many problems in the stability of the service that you can give to the building throughout these five hours of of, of on peak um, time that the battery needs to perform at its best. We solve that problem by using from an ice coil technology, which was the old uh, uh, bulky, you know, big tanks building, you know, big uh, uh, bulky ice around the coil which were very, um, I would say, uh, sensitive uh, with this point that I just mentioned. And we went on different, totally different technology called uh, calculated ice. So, um, I will give you an example, how come a, a Tesla car um, have only 5% in its power um, in the batteries, but when you push the, the gas pedal, you'll get 100% of the power. The, the answer is the Tesla car has 3,000 batteries, not, not one. So, so the computer can choose to work parallelly on hundreds of, of, of batteries with 5% each and in a parallel uh, fashion of, 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 of uh, addressing the, the need for power uh, to get the, the total power that the motor needs. We did just the same but with ice. So every cell of Nostromo has uh, hundreds of capsules and every, like the, the, the Hilton system has 40,000 capsules. So we have a lot, a lot of, of, of surface area towards mass and we can control the, the load and the, and the capacity even when the battery is, is very low on, 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 on like capacity or energy at the end of the, of the discharge cycle, therefore maintaining a stable discharge rate. The last thing is that we are uh, operating all that from the cloud and from a local uh, control, and we are giving a whole, uh, I would say, a holistic uh, solution from A to Z. Uh, the customer stays totally agnostic to, to the, the 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 fact that uh, he has, uh, you know, integrate an energy storage system. The system gives him billing, you know, carbon accounting, and and savings. And and he is totally agnostic to what the system is doing because this is a whole a solution which was not really available until today. So we believe that we change, uh, we might be able to change the way that business owners are looking at the possibility to retrofit their building into a great interactive asset and become part of a very very vivid and and uh, you know and um, uh, growing community of of commercial industrial owners and, and operators that wants to be part of the the next generation of virtual power plants. And this is maybe the biggest next vision that the DOE, which we are now partnering with, the Department of Energy, the LPO, the Loan Program Office, run by a very interesting um, um, man called, his name is Jigar Shah, which has a a vision uh, how to make cities grid interactive, how to, to let the cities uh, comply with, with this new era or new time uh, in in which the grid is very unstable because of renewable. More renewables, more instability. People already know that the sun is you know uh, setting down and, and then rising up, and there are clouds, and the wind is coming and going. And we want to be clean. We need to stabilize the grid with other means, and uh, doing it with lithium batteries. This is might be really the wrong way for the grid. It's great for your car. Great for your laptop but but for the grid it is less less favorable because of many reasons that I mentioned some of them so so using water in order to make cities grid interactive and, and build communities of, of CNI, of commercial users that will uh, take care you know of, of the load this is a great vision that we are very proud to, to be part of
0: so oh, perfect well thanks Yaron. I want to thank you for your time and to our audience thanks for joining joining us stay safe and healthy and have a great day